Hello, MuniCast listeners. From time to time, we have cut content in our show that we still think is important to share with you. And this is an excerpt from our conversation with Malcolm Eden that we thought you wouldn't want to miss. So in advance of the July 14th podcast, I have two clips to share with you from my conversation with Malcolm Eden. The first one is a conversation about whether it's ever appropriate for counsel to get involved in administrative duties. Have a listen. And, and something you touched on was uh, talking about getting out of the way. The presentation you gave was called Lead, Follow, or Get Out of the Way. You talked about counsel knowing when to lead, when to follow, and, and when to step back and let others do the work for you. And, you know, that's something that we commonly hear in smaller communities is, as a council member, if I don't get out there and do it, is it not going to get done? Are we going to have to wait until there's uh, money in the budget to hire someone to do this? Why can't I just go out and do this myself? So I'm just curious to get your thoughts on uh, what do you say to a council member when they find themselves dipping into the weeds of administration and kind of trying to step over the, the line of their role? You know, this is a critically important uh, topic, and it all comes down to governance training, which is exactly the series you're presenting, governance fundamentals for all of our members. You know, George Cuff, my webinar, and Keith Comstock. When you're elected as a council, the very first thing you should be doing is having that orientation session. And of course, George Cuff and others have talked a lot about the importance of that. But the piece of the orientation, other than the tour of the facilities and knowing about the budget and where's what and this is that, is for a council to have a really good session separate from that other orientation stuff uh, about governance. And and you've got to bring somebody in to talk about that. You know, it's not something your administrator should do or the mayor should do. Somebody should come in and re- provide a really good conversation, presentation with you and conversation about governance, what the roles are. And this isn't a one-time thing. I, I think you need to bring the governance conversation up periodically as you go through your term on council, need to make sure you're all pulling in the same direction and you're uh, you're working with the same understanding. There's lots of resources out there. George Cuff, uh, I came across it uh, some time ago, but he had an excellent list of governance principles, uh, one page kind of a document that I'm sure George would share with you or I can send a copy. I took it from I'm not sure where I took it from, but it's his work, not mine. And it's just an excellent one-page list that gives you a really good oversight of the principles you should be following. Another thing I'd say is we don't do a lot of this in the municipal world, but on a couple of the other boards that I've served on, we often do a board evaluation where we're evaluating ourselves as a board. And, And that's one of the questions. Are we focused on our role as a governing body versus getting into operational and management issues and so on. So, uh, you know, it's not something I had experience with on my council. As I look back now, I wish I had known more about that because I think that's another useful tool. But a lot of it just comes down to a council having very open and frank discussions and a very good trusting relationship with your administrator. So your administrator is going to be comfortable sometimes saying, folks, I think you're getting too far in the weeds. The other point you made, though, or the issue that you raised, of course, in small communities. And I remember uh, Vice President of Village and Resorts, uh, Mike, bringing up, uh, you know, sometimes in the village of Torquay, somebody's got to get out there and do it. You're exactly right. Sometimes 
in small communities, counselors are in that role. You've got to get out there and physically help. Uh, that's a little different than getting into the management and operational issues. I guess, in a sense, you're switching your hat from being a, a council member to being a volunteer in the community. So that it's a difficult one. I don't have a clear answer for that. I, I know that kind of thing happens. And again, I think it's the kind of thing a council, when it does happen, has to have a very open and frank discussion about what does that look like? What does that mean? What are the risks? You know, what are the insurance implications for that? You know, is it, is it a one-off or is it a regular thing? A difficult topic for sure when council members are sort of uh, picking up the shovel or getting the gloves on to do some work. But the governance piece, you know, very important that that become part of your very first discussion as a council and then brought up at other occasions as you spend your time on term as a council. The second piece of audio I have for you is from Malcolm Eden describing how he knew it was time for him to retire as mayor. Throughout your term as council, you do a lot of forward thinking about a community. What do we want our community to look like? How are we going to grow? What kind of businesses are we attracting? Uh, but at some point, and you know this, Malcolm, because you are a, a former mayor, you do have to step away and say, you know, I put my best work in and I, I have to hand over the baton to someone else and, and let them take the reins. So how do you prepare for that? And what did that succession planning look like in your case? Well, I, th I think the most important thing uh, for me was to make a, a timely announcement. You can't wait till the last week uh, to decide you're, you're not going to run again. You've got to give people in the community who might be considering running for the mayor's uh, chair or people on your council, you've got to give them time to think this through and, and consider uh, whether they want to take that step forward. So I think that's, and that's true of councillors too. I, I mean, if you're thinking whether you're going to run again next time, uh, I think you have, in fairness to the community and your fellow council members, uh, you have to give reasonable notice of that. And by that, I mean not just a week or two, but I mean, you know, you've got to think it through. Our elections are in October. And I think when you come back September 1st from your summer holiday, you're ready to make your announcement. Either you're running again or you're not. I think that's important for councils. I think it's a governance thing. And I think it allows both people on council and people in your community to consider putting their name forward for those roles. So I think that's really important. I I think, and I, I've seen this happening in my time, uh, certainly we did in Humboldt and other communities have done this, where we're producing more information to give people who are considering running for council. Some communities even offer sort of an information night, but we're putting this on our web pages. We're making it available to people in the community. Here's what running for council looks like. This is how you do it. Here's the role. Here's some of the things, that kind of information. I think that's very important. But I think the whole notion of recruitment is something every council needs to think about. You know, who are the community leaders that might consider running for council? You know, assuming you have some vacancies, there certainly are people out there who might be considering, even if you don't have vacancies, elections are elections and they're good things. So I think we need to be very open and have conversations with people. 
who are the community leaders out there we might want to encourage to run. I always, you know, on my council in Humboldt over the years, I had several former members of the Humboldt Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Chamber of Commerce is a, a great place to get that experience of of uh, working with a board and uh, and working with the city on very or the town on various kinds of things. Sometimes I think as a council, we also need to look at, you know, what does our council need? It looks like we're going to have some vacancies. Let's encourage some people to run. Maybe, you know, maybe we need a bit more diversity around the table. Maybe it's an age factor. Uh, maybe it's a, a gender factor. Uh, councils need to think about those kind of things because the point you're raising, what is the succession planning? I mean, once you've been on council for a period of time, you want council to be successful while you're there and after you leave. So you want good people doing the work that you did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I really, uh, I really enjoyed working with all the different counselors I worked with over time. Uh, very proud of some of the things they stepped forward to, to raise, to address some of the issues we dealt with that were difficult and challenging. And I see the new council, you know, my, the fellow who came after me, Mayor Rob Minch, did a great job. There's a new fellow in the chair now, uh, Mayor Michael Behill, and uh, two different councils, and they're proceeding with lots of good work, and uh, I'm enjoying watching what they do. I, I think it's really important that council take a role in, in looking at encouraging people in your community to be part of this whole democratic process. Something I'm just kind of curious about on a personal level, how did you know that it was time to step away? Uh, was there anything kind of driving that decision? Uh, when I retired from teaching and uh, school principal role, it wasn't because I was unhappy doing that work. It was because I wanted to do something different. At the time when I did that, I, it wasn't necessarily mayor, wasn't on the list, but I, I you know, I began to work in a different area and uh, and I was on council and then the mayor's job came up and I stepped into the mayor's chair. So after 10 years in the mayor's chair, it was a similar conversation. I wasn't unhappy doing the work. I had a great council, of course, Humboldt's a fantastic community. Uh, we were making progress on a whole number of things, but I just started to look, okay, uh, what am I gonna do for the next 10 years? And uh, again, it wasn't because I was unhappy being the mayor. I just thought, okay, I need to look at some other opportunities. You know, I'm, I'm an educator. I'm a lifelong learner. I, I, I enjoy being involved in different and new things. So uh, the mayor's chair took me down a certain path. And, uh, you know, I decided it's time to do something different. And so I've been doing some different things ever since. A little bit more on the retired side, <laughs> are a little less busy, uh, and a little bit more travel, a little bit more time with the grandkids and, and those kind of things. But yeah, it was, uh, it was time to do something different. And, you know, I don't believe people should stay in these positions forever. Uh, to, I, I've often said it's sort of like the stuff in the grocery store. There's a best before date on everything. And, uh, uh, so when you're you're in the mayor's chair or councillor, you know, it's always good to have renewal and having new people coming forward. I'm, I'm not a fan of people staying on uh, lengthy, lengthy uh, terms uh, in these roles. So that's just my personal view. 
Yeah, and it's it's certainly probably better to leave on your own terms than uh, to resoundingly lose in in, in an election, which yeah. uh, unfortunately is the reality of politics. I hope you've enjoyed these audio clips, and we look forward to you hearing the rest of the conversation July 14th.